Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And we're recording. Welcome to the Mont Geek Bar Podcast, your uh, favorite podcast where you like to listen to guys uh, fight, dispute, and argue over their top four, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at your listening device, is the Mount Rushmore of open world video games. If you don't know what open world means, probably listening to the wrong podcast right now. But we'll explain it to you anyways. Basically, open world means that your character is free to do whatever it wants. It's not uh, it's not relegated to go to one specific plot, one specific point at one specific time. You can kind of go wherever you want to do it. You have to do all the missions, but you can kind of fuck around, goof around in the order in which you do them in. With that said, I am Neri Science. With me, as usual, is David Ulloa. Howdy. And we have Daniel DeBona. What up, y'all? And back on the podcast today for the second time is the creator, the originator of Mount Rush 4, is my boy, uh, Daniel Wagner. Daniel, say hi. Heads up, 7-Up. All right. Whatever that was. All right. So, um... You never played Heads Up, 7-Up? I've never even heard of that phrase. Oh, uh-huh. man. It's an elementary school game. We, oh, we used man, it to figure out what kids are cheaters. What, what, yeah. what did you Heads do? Up, 7-Up. How did you do? What'd you do? What was the point? Every everybody everybody puts their head down except for like four kids. They go around and they'll like tap somebody on the shoulder, and then whoever got tapped on the shoulder lifts their head up, tries to guess who tapped them. But like you can cheat by having your eyes open and looking at shoes. So you use the game to get a feel for which kids are more likely to cheat on things. <laughs> that's that sounds a lot like entrapment. Exactly why I taught kids how to play heads up seven up. It's exactly you, what it is. You said four kids though. Is, is it seven? Isn't that why yeah, it's called seven. seven? Okay. All right. Just making sure I wasn't playing like some weird like fucked up Miami. Miami rules, bitch. We play heads we're, up we're, seven we're, up with we're, seven we're, motherfuckers, yo. Seven, very very literally. <laughs> you know. <laughs> heads up fifty five. Uh. <laughs> We've got overcrowding in our school. <laughs> Everybody, gets, everyone touch a head. In Miami, we play heads up immigration. Uh, all right. <laughs> Migra. All right. Uh, how did you guys? How did you? <laughs> how did you guys come up with your selections? Let's start off uh, with the man in my right hand corner, uh, Dave. How did you come up with your selection? So I uh, stuck very closely to what I define a true open world game to be. So games where um, the world opens up somewhat gradually to you by the discovery of new items, uh, which I I take somewhat to be as kind of a semi-open world game. I kind of ruled those out. So games like... Uh, Metroid, like Castlevania, uh, those were struck out right away. Uh, games that have an overworld that connects various uh, stages or underworlds together, uh, like Super Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie, games like that, I didn't really consider to be a true open world either. So with the exception of uh, sort of like a tutorial 
or uh, introductory level, uh, the entire map and uh, and pretty much anything was available to you right from the get-go. And that, that kind of helped me eliminate a whole bunch of games. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. That's a whole thing. Uh, give me a second, man. Hold on. Uh, how did you come up with your with your selection, uh, Debona? Uh, I was not quite as strict as Dave. I will admit there are a couple games of mine where the whole thing's not open immediately. I do have, I do have some of those, but I also have some where it slowly opens up. But I look for games that once it opens up and there's a ton of side stuff that you can kind of travel all over and and do in in different orders and there are parts that you have to complete and parts that you don't uh so i was kind of loose with my definition of open world because true open world while i can enjoy it uh to an extent sometimes it gets very overwhelming for me and i tend to not necessarily enjoy those games uh so all of mine are open world but probably not to the full sandbox extent that dave's looking at Man. And I, I, I will second that. The very first time that I played a truly open world game, it scared me uh, to the point where I put the game away and I, I didn't get back to it for a while. Um, so so I, I, I understand. Did you get back to it when your nuts dropped? Is that when you got back to it? Yes. When you when you <laughs> when you became a man, you had yeah, it was it was only like three weeks ago. Right, right, but, right. Uh, you had you by mitzvah, yeah. and then you're like, all right, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It seems a weird thing to say. Like the video game scared me so much, I had to put it away, and I came back to it later when I was ready. Uh, all right, uh, Wagner, how did you come up with your selection? Well, it's very similar to kind of David. I think a problem a lot of people have is they confuse episodic and open world, where they think we'll take like a Mario sixty four. Like, yeah, you've got you've got the little worlds that you can run around in, but you're being led to episodes, uh, RPGs do this a lot, especially Final Fantasy games, that you can wander around, but you're being railed towards a spot. There isn't a just like, I'm about to go fuck off over here. So what I was looking at was trying to find really good ones and stuff, uh, more development of what kind of world you actually build. Like anyone can build an open world. Open world games are not hard to build, but you got to figure out shit for me to do while I'm just walking around. Uh, Otherwise, you're just kind of stuck with it. So I tried to narrow mine into um, fun. Yeah, fun. Let's just say fun. Uh That's what what was my criteria? Fun. I like it. I'm positive tonight. It's all about positivity. <laughs> uh, I um I uh, I'm kind of with uh, the bone on this one. I was like, uh, I think I have a couple that are truly uh, open world, but um, I don't know. I, it, it I'm confused myself now by the definition that Dave gave, where he was like, oh, if if things open up when you get certain things, like I thought that was still open world, where it was like you had to get I don't know a car to be able to get to the other side of the fucking lake or a boat to get to the other side of the lake, but you can't get the boat until you do all this other shit. I thought that was still open world, so maybe I'm I just didn't. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't uh, read it right. I, 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 th- I think that there's aspects of open world uh, gaming in, in lots of games. 
and uh, and you don't have to be as strict as I was. Like for me, what really made my decision was the world, and not necessarily the game. So like the 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 story took a backseat to the actual world and the characters that that they populated the world with in in, in my list. So you know, just because you need a specific item to open up this other section of the world, you know, there's still a whole ton of stuff to explore once that's opened up. You know, you can be a little bit more liberal with the. Yeah, that's that's how I mean. So there's a couple. There's, I, most of my games, I'm looking at most of my games, and most of my games are are, are like okay. Once you go here, I think there's one game that I have that's truly open world. Maybe two? I don't know. Uh, so we'll figure it out uh, as we go along. Uh, with that said... I, I, know what, I know what game you're talking about, and I'm not going to fight you on it. So with that said, I will... One of my, my favorite I game of all time... My favorite game of all time is not on this list because I had to ask myself, is this an open world game? Even before that definition of getting something to let you open up a new part of the world. Even before that, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, We'll talk about it afterwards in the... In the um, okay. In the honorable mentions, but uh, my favorite game of all time, I thought was going to be my number one. And then, you know, having a conversation with myself, being realistic and honest, I was like, oh, I don't think that's a it's I asked Jeff and I was like, is, is it open world? And he was like, yes and no. So I was like, the fact that, I had, one no that I, I, had, I had one that is absolutely one of my favorite games that um, at the last minute I went ahead and bumped down honorable mentions for the same thing, because while there's the illusion of an open world. There's really only the one rail of a storyline that you can follow. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite is it's an RPG that is so, so on the line. But though you can go back, there's no point to go back. Like, that's really a thing, too. Is that oh, that's a, a good lot way of to see it. Yeah. Be like, you can go everywhere, but if there's no reason for you to ever go back to where you started at, then it's not really open world. It's episodic. That's a good way to see it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. With that said, um, oh, and I only put one per franchise because uh, there are some franchises that are open world, and I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and choose the one that I like the best of this franchise. Um, I actually have one spot right now that is I have two games from that franchise that when you call on me for that number, I'm going to just go with my gut in that moment. <laughs> all right. Well, let's set it off. With the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. All right, David. Uh, Dave, hit me. What's your number four, man? Uh, my number four is Fallout 3. Okay. Table. All right. That's why I, I, I didn't say anything. I was just like, let me just put this out there, put some feelers, see what's okay. going on. So, I have no Bethesda games on my list. I left them all out because Bethesda makes shit. (laughs) They make shit. Hold on. After a couple patches, they're good games. That never come. There's still breaks in Skyrim from 2011 in the re, 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 re remasters that have come out that you have to get unofficial patches from people in the community to make your game work. It's bullshit. Um, my thing with the Fallout games, they're they're fine. We'll talk about it when we get to God, the table. We'll, just, we'll talk about it when we get to the table. When we start talking about them, we're, it's tabled, so we'll talk about it later on. Uh, that's, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. It's ta- oh, I'm so sorry. It, it was tabled. I'll go ahead and go. Hold on. Let me mute myself. I'm no, just- no. It was tabled. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was tabled. That's all I'm saying. It was tabled. By the way, to the, to the listener. I didn't know we used Robert's rules here. Yeah, by the way. I didn't realize. Do I need to do a motion? Uh, that first motion to talk shit about Bethesda? To the listener. Second. To the listener, this is Wagner being positive. Uh, so just to go ahead and put a reminder on that, that yeah. this is him being positive. Uh, all right. Um, De Bono, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is one where it opens up as you unlock more things, but uh, I feel like the, the city that you're in is always very open. You can just access more and more of it as the game goes. My number four is Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, table. Okay. <laughs> That means, Wagner, that later on, if you want to talk shit about it, you just got to wait a little bit. I got it. All right, uh, Wagner, what's your number four? My number four uh, probably could be higher. Um, It's Minecraft, which may be the ultimate open world. It is the true definition of a sandbox. It is. Well, but hang on a second. Open world and sandbox are two different things. If you're judging an open world game based on its ability to be a sandbox game, you're judging it on two different qualities. Okay, well then we can discredit every Rockstar game except for table tennis because <laughs> they're sandboxes. I'm I'm not saying that it's not a quality to consider, but he's you know. saying that they're not mutually exclusive. Right, right. That's what I, what he's saying. Uh, so my, I've never played Minecraft. I've never, never played it. My, oh, I never have either. I'm not fucking twelve. <laughs> I have, I have played uh, some Minecraft. I had some friends that are really into it, and a son that's super, super into it. And um, I mean, if you're playing, I guess the survival mode and things like that, it is very open world, and that you you have a quest to just make it. Like if you're not just playing on creative. If you're actually playing where your end game is to make it to the Ender Dragon, I believe is what it's called, and defeat it, then there is an end game that you're playing towards, and you can just take however long you want to get there. And so there, there is a, a mode in Minecraft outside of just let me see what I can build that I think makes it qualify into the open world. Wait. I don't think I've ever been more disinterested in a game. Uh, oh, I, I, do, I could care so much shit less about it. But, but game recognized game. The fucking thing is what now considered the largest game of all time? Or it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like the most profitable game of all time? Hold on, Wagner, you, you have a game on your list of favorite open world games. You have a game that you've never played? Yeah, game recognized game. Sometimes <laughs> I don't have to play it to realize it's important. Fuck that's that. happy. That's gonna happen again. I love you, dude. This is the shit. I love this. Right. This is the fucking best. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's, uh, it's 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 absolutely wild. Like the things that people will go through to play that game. Like my son was having me like build portals because and you had to lay all these stones just right, and you had to do this to get to a different realm where you could find this item that got you to that one but it it's in, there's so much more to minecraft than like people who don't play it all the time can ever fully realize plus it was the central theme of one of the better late 
South Park episodes and investigate. <laughs> which, which is that's what I was gonna oh, say good. before. I've never played Minecraft. My extent of knowledge of Minecraft is South Park. That, that that's like where my yeah. knowledge begins and ends of Minecraft is South Park. Uh, <laughs> that was it, which it's, is a uh, fantastic it's, thing. It's, it's great to to judge a game based on how important it is to a South Park episode. Hey, hey you know, I got. Great. I got an honorable mention that I could say the same thing about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be honest. Um, all right. Um, right on, man. My number uh, four, uh, and I'm just calling an audible now so far, as far as placing uh, the, the order. Uh, I'm going to say Far Cry 4 is my number four. Um, really? I, I expected you to put three. Uh, yeah, I would have gone with three, man. Well, here's it's a th- for the one in like the the like southern town. No, you know, like the no, no, and no, five is in that's the five. Or no, it's in Montana. Yeah. Okay. Montana. Uh, so four. Here's the reason why four. Four is my introduction to the series. I never. I w- I'm not a first person shooter guy. I don't really like first person shooters. Um, every once in a while, I'll play them for like ten or fifteen minutes, and then kind of be done with it. Like, all right, whatever. Um, and uh, Far Cry Four was uh, my introduction to that whole series. I have yet to play Far Cry Three. Now, in doing research for this topic, it is apparent and abundant that Far Cry Three uh, is apparently the far superior game because everybody mm-hmm. always talks about Far Cry Three. Uh, but I can't, in in you know, in good conscience for myself, for my own knowledge and well-being i can't put a game that i haven't played i know it's crazy it's one of those crazy things that i like to do well see, i'm uh, looking at best <laughs> i can say best and not favor if i was doing that, right. i was going to suck myself off with all the games i like we can do something completely different <laughs> i will take this thing in a totally different direction that's true no no you're, you're right the way you say it, it, it all hello goes. kitty island adventure that shit dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, Far Cry 4 is the game that introduced Far the series to me. I played then Far Cry 5. I didn't play the the one in between, which was like a caveman. Oh, Primal? Yeah. Because yeah, you I, didn't miss anything. Everybody tells me the same thing. Everybody's like, oh, you know, because you know, I was like raving about how much Far Cry 4, how much I love Far Cry 4. By the way, I played Far Cry 4 a year and a half after it came out. So it was like, dude, this game was amazing. They're like, yeah, a year and a half ago. Where the fuck have you been? And I just like, all right. So then Primal came out, and everybody was like, everybody that I had talked to about part four was like, you gonna get Primal? I'm like, why would I get a fucking game? And like the whole point of the game, like the fun part for me of Far Cry Four was like building all these weapons and getting like the badass bow and the badass fucking sniper rifle, and, like all this. Sh- like, and we're gonna go back to sticks and stones. Like, fuck that. I don't need like the badass. You, you can and stone. ride a saber tooth tiger in that game. You're <laughs> yeah. an animal whisperer. There's some. The problem with Far Cry Primal is I learned how much I need dialogue, like just grunts and shit. I was like, man, I really don't care about this character because yeah. I know he has a strong grunt, and I can ride this saber tooth tiger, <laughs> and that's dope. Yeah, but then my tiger point. dies, and I feel really bad, and have to go on a murdering spree because he killed my boy. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, so I knew yeah, I never played uh, Primal, but it, Part Five was great too. I played that one; that was awesome. Uh, I didn't play the follow up after that because my uh, PlayStation crapped out at, at that at the end of uh, Five, and then I got a new one, and then life happened. So uh, Primal Four, uh, Far Cry, I'm sorry, Far Far Cry Four is uh, is my number four. So that's a, that's a game series that's also seen just such an immense amount of 
growth and in the like in the history of the series to come from the very first one to everything that you were doing come four and five. It's a game that really became a completely different creature, like a, a franchise by the time you got to three, four, and five. So I respect the pick. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how they do six when they take it to a uh, nebulous Caribbean island with a dictator and civil unrest. But, you know, Ubisoft, no politics. You know, they're real big <laughs> on no politics. Civil unrest in the streets of people rebelling against an omnipotent leader. No no, no politics here. I hope he's orange. That has no real world implications. God, we're so fucked. <laughs> God, we're so fucked. <laughs> I hope he's orange. Uh, anyways, all right. So the number fours are Fallout 3, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Minecraft, and Far Cry 4. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right, David, what's your number three, brother? Um, I'm going to let uh, Wagner talk about my pick first. Uh, uh, w- would you like to talk about Skyrim? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> talk about the most boring fucking game on earth, man. Uh, 200 hours of walking. That shit's the Lord of the Rings, except for the part of the Lord of the Rings where they just fucking walk and talk to trees the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an extended cut of the walking scene with Pip and whatever the hell the other one's name was. Or was it Mary. Pip, Mip, Pip, Mary, whatever. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fucking hobbits who gives a shit. Big ass footed motherfuckers. No, Skyrim is a broken trash game that we decided was good. At some point, people have like I think fooled themselves. I have tried to play through Skyrim five times. I've had one, the first time I played, the game crashed at the very beginning. The dragon showed up, and my game crashed. And I was like, well, good job, Skyrim, another Bethesda classic. And I put it away. (laughs) It was just like, this is bullshit. Then the second time, I got to the first mission, and the person I was supposed to talk to never showed up. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, Bethesda. Another sterling thing. And then someone told me, oh, dude, they passed it, bro. It's all good now, man. It's fucking rad, man. All that shit's gone. Made it three hours in. Once again, a guy that was supposed to start a speech to rally us to a cause just refused to talk. And so I had to just sit there and stare at him. And I was like, you're done. And it's just Bethesda. Bethesda's never made a game that isn't a broken piece of shit. They have cool ideas, but they don't know how to make a game. The only good games they've ever made were actually made by Obsidian. Like, that's how bad their shit is. They have to go get the greatest jump in company there is and make your game half ass decent. Fuck Bethesda. Anyway, you were talking about Skyrim? <laughs> so I, I, I like the, I like the way I like the way before David even has gotten to talk about his pick, Wagner has not only shitted on his pick, but also shitted on one of his favorite movies and book series of all time by talking shit about <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's like it's a one in one fall swoop. It's like the if like if you just wanna just talk shit about his kid while you're at it, just immediately just one just get it over with. <laughs> when I'm slapping an ass, I like to go under to catch under it and pop a ball with it too. I love pop it. them both. <laughs> Welcome uh, to what it's like to be friends with Daniel Wagner. I'm not this bad. I was I, I was just gonna say you know you know how some people you just click with right away. <laughs> That's not this. <laughs> That's not this. And, 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 and then there's this. 
so, um, uh, so, yeah, so that that was that was not my experience with the game uh, at all. Wait, and, not, quick uh, question I, though, I have, Wagner, did yeah. you play Skyrim on a, on a on a computer on a PC? I've played it on a PC, a PlayStation Three, a PlayStation Four, and a Switch. I'm the jabroni who keeps coming back to that bullshit girlfriend. Every time she abuses me, she treats me like shit, she laughs at me in front of my friends and mocks me. But then she shows up with a nice little toy like, look, we're allowing mods in the game now. I swear I've got my shit together. And I let her back in only to be spoiled every single time. Well, then that's, me. that's your it fault. It is an then. abusive relationship. <laughs> me and Bethesda have a, an abusive relationship. I keep giving them chances to keep just turning on me. All right. Uh, I mean, after after Nintendo, Bethesda is my favorite video game company. <laughs> <laughs> just, How you like in seventy six? You know, I, I actually haven't played it. You're doing a good job. Yeah, I. Um, so talk I, about Skyrim, Dave. Talk for, about Skyrim. I need. Yeah, I so need. for 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 Skyrim, that was not my experience with it at all. I only ever played it on a PlayStation Three, and um, although there were a couple of bugs here and there, it was usually just the game freezing. Uh, I'd never had an issue like what you were talking about. Um, and, and I know that Bethesda does have that reputation that there's there's bugs in the games, particularly when they're first released, but I never had an issue like that. Um, and I can tell you that I had so much fun playing that game. I mean, I, I don't know how you could say it was just walking around if you never got past the first three hours. You know, so I, I, I mean, it seems like you're judging a whole game based off of you know no, i mean i'll, I'll say little. three hours i gave it its fair and when the when i couldn't find the guy to like advance the quest i decided like okay well maybe i'm in the wrong spot and just set off i saw a giant that was cool that was cool it was very and cool and that killed that's... them but then one of them died so they wouldn't be my friends so i didn't help them fast enough that I'm was like, i'm a level two that was the thing that, that really, um, like the, the world felt, um, lived in. And that's one of the things that, that I kind of looked for here. Um, fallout had that same sort of, um, feel to it. My other picks will have that feel The the people in Bethesda games feel, or I call them people, they're characters, but they feel like people. There's, uh, there's personalities, in there there's lore there's so much lore like i am absolutely obsessed with the lore of the elder Scrolls. um i uh i i, I could keep playing this game over and over and over again until the day i die well you have to with all the um, patches uh, like, like I said, <laughs> I'm, not, not I'm my fucking with you. I have never played it. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking yeah. with you. I'm just making the joke. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't, I don't think you would like this game, Naring. Oh, um, I don't either. I don't, you know, first of all, I don't fucking like when the bone all of a sudden is like, I don't think you're going to fucking like it. You didn't, you fucking said that randomly about, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, AI, and I, I fucking loved it. I loved that. I fucking dug it. And I was like, what is this fucking guy talking about? I don't know. Dave has this uh, assumption that every movie that I like needs, and in, in order for me to like a movie, I need a minimum of two explosions. He has this. I, I did not say that. I didn't say that. You said that like two years ago, but you haven't said it in two I years. I did not. You said that two no, years ago. No, no, no. Yes. No, that was, that, that was some other fat fuck who said that. <laughs> 
I think I thought it was you, but all right, we're gonna, it doesn't make a difference. No. I just it's, I, it's always fine. No. We, I always find it. I always laugh when people go, "You I won't like that. that." I'm like, okay, but I, I don't I, think I, I will. I, I mean, Skyrim. Skyrim is one of those games where to me, Sky, Skyrim is like it's it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons on uh, on a controller, and that's part of what I love about it so much. It, it feels like like a classic role playing tabletop game, except instead of using dice, I'm using a controller. And, you ever played uh, Dragon's Age, the Dragon's Age game? Because that's yes. even more of a D and D. See, that's yeah. what I think of like traditional D and D, where it's like legitimate dice roll. Yeah, not um, just you know thunderbolt, 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 thunderbolt. Or what was it? Is that what it's called with those those larpers? And they yes. I cast aspersion. I, I do understand that like there was this sort of cult that developed around Skyrim. So uh in the same way that we we were talking about um uh Rick and Morty, you know, that it's so easy to get turned off by something because of the you know, just this this mass of people that to get behind it, uh, that's the way that it was. But I, I, I've been a fan of, of the Elder Scrolls for so long. For me, this was just another, just you know, just another edition. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Skyrim. All right, uh, Skyrim. Debono, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is the one Ubisoft uh, in my list. Uh, my number three is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, it was, it was this incredible take on the ghost recon series where you were, uh, you ran missions in, I believe it was South America off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly some South American country, but, um, it was, it had the whole thing where it had a huge map and you could take a car and you could go anywhere on that map and it would be very blatant with you like, Hey, you probably shouldn't go here yet because you don't have very good gear and stuff like that. But if you want to, we don't care. And it was it was a very cool take on the Tom Clancy games. It, it had a great combination of uh, jungle warfare and urban warfare. Had a great uh, co-op ability, drop in, you know, jump in, drop out co-op. You could, uh, me and my brother played it a lot uh, together. And it, it's a ton of fun. You are constantly finding new weapons. You're you're trying to take down a drug cartel that runs an entire country. And so you kind of work your way through them. But like I said, if you wanted to, you could just get in a car and drive straight to the, the head honcho's house. You're going to die, but they give you that option. Uh, you can be out driving and just like chasing somebody for a mission. And then when it's all said and done, realize that you're in an area where you're in way over your head. And then you have to very stealthily kind of backtrack or get back to an area where you're still capable of handling what's going on. Uh, the story was a lot of fun. The The world was beautiful. It was very well done. Uh, it like the, the, the vehicle mechanics were realistic enough that it, it wasn't full arcade, but not so hardcore that it was just frustrating to try to drive anything. Um, of course, it's a Tom Clancy game, so one shot and you can go down. But uh, you also uh, you could attack things different ways. You could spend an hour running recon around an area trying to figure out exactly 
how you were going to infiltrate and do this one mission and how maybe you could get in without anybody even knowing you were there. And they did a lot of really cool things with Wildlands that I did not expect. I had no idea what I was getting into when I got this. My brother and I picked it up on a PlayStation sale one time just for something to play together. And it ended up just being a ton of fun. One of the things that was really cool about it was it became, it was very well integrated into all of the other Tom Clancy games. So they would do special events where for one weekend, like a character from uh, a Rainbow Six game would be in a certain spot on the map and you could go to them and they would give you a mission that was only available for the weekend. Or uh, one time they did like a two week event where there was this jungle and you could actually hunt the predator in the jungle. And uh, when you found him, you actually had to try to kill the predator. And, uh, and it was, it was just part, it was like a two week long event where, where you could do that. You had to go to this one spot in the jungle and try to get the predator. It was something where it was constantly evolving and changing on top of just the regular storyline. So it was infinitely just, you could just keep going back to this character and, you would constantly unlock new costume options and new face paint, just little dumb things like that that made it felt like you were always upgrading your character even um, even when you were really just kind of changing little things. You did unlock uh, new abilities. Your drone got better. You could buy better explosives and stuff like that to progress through. But at any point, like I said, it was very open world. You could go anywhere and attempt to do anything and it ended up being, I don't play the Tom Clancy games a lot. The only one I put a lot of hours into are usually like Splinter Cell, which I don't even think it's Tom Clancy now that I stop thinking about it. It's just uh, Ubisoft and uh, Siege. And, but this one really kept me coming back. I ended up loving it a lot more than I thought I would. So it's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. So nice. like awesome. we, what we used to do, in that game is get in the helicopter with all your friends and then you'll wild card and jump out of the helicopter with the parachute and watch them frantically try to figure out how to get out of the helicopter while it crashes. Cause that's how <laughs> that was fun. I like Wildlands. Wildlands was good. I've owned it multiple times. I've got the yeah. damn statue for it. I got the collector's edition for $33. I'll buy it. Where's that statue in the box in my basement. Wow. Not putting that anywhere. It's, it's, it's a ton of, and one of my favorite things was you'd run one mission where you would have to infiltrate a whole ass city to just like hack a laptop in the middle. And so if you were really smart about it, time you may be able to make it to that laptop and out without ever firing a bullet. But as soon as you did, like the city would come down on you and it was a full blown urban warfare thing. Then the next mission, you may be tracking someone through the jungle and actually having to like find the little things that they've left or blood smears on trees and stuff like that. And then the it game, was jungle warfare. The game also though uh, suffers greatly from a white savior, America must save the world kind of complex where this country's gone to shit until elite white Americans showed up. And we're going to tell the South Americans how you run a country. Oh, so it's a Tom Clancy project. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's very Clancy. Yeah. It's so Clancy. It may be the most Clancy of all Clancy. That's all Tom 
Clancy projects, we have movies and games, all that shit. Like anything based off his books, it's all the same shit. Um, yeah, a ton of a ton of fun. Like I said, they still within the past year have still occasionally done events. Like I said, my brother and I got on back at the beginning of 2020 because they had this whole thing where one of the siege characters had tracked somebody down there, and then you ended up running this whole mission for somebody from Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I've only played Tom Clancy Rainbow Six for the Nintendo 64, and I thought that game was fucking amazing. It was awesome. I think I, oh, yeah. I think I rented a Tom a Tom Clancy something or another on on PS3, maybe PS4, but like years upon years ago. Uh, and they're fun. Don't get me wrong. They're just not uh the fir- what I gra- gravitate towards the, at first. Uh, but if if like if somebody lent not it to me, explosion. I would fucking play it. If somebody lent it to me, I would definitely play it. I would be like, yeah, and okay. like I said, it. This one is very, very different from your Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter and games like that. This one has an extremely different feel to it. You know, I played this game. And I'm not going to mention what game it is because it'll be later on. But I, I, there were games where you know you have to do stealth missions and you have to go like very slowly. And for like, you could tell, I could tell that I'm getting older now because ten years ago I would play these games and I'd be like super quiet. And then you know, you just like you, you, you bump a table or you do something that one person sees you. And you could take out that one person quietly or you could, you know, shoot that one person, but you don't you don't have to alert the whole fucking compound that you're there. And 10 years ago, I would alert this like I would just be sneaking around as much as I could. And in the moment I alert this one person, it was like all out fucking war. <laughs> just and, it's, and then me, me, and my friend uh, Mercadal, he was like, dude, you literally like the it's a def, it's a definition of like just like, oh, being real quiet. And then you bump a table and you look up and go, ah. You just start fucking shooting the room. I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers. And it's like, you just bumped the table, dude. You could have fucking recovered from that. And then 10 years later, here I am. I'm like, let's just figure out what's the best way to go about this. Let's just I had, see what I had a I had a very good friend that um, I, I, I reached a point where I was like, look, you are more than welcome to keep playing Splinter Cell. You are just not allowed to play Splinter Cell with me anymore <laughs> because I can't handle that you're like that. Like it would, it would drive me nuts because he was the same way. He'd be like, "Well, they saw me. Here we go, grenade." And like, yeah. Here we go, grenade. Wow. <laughs> Swallow this grenade launcher, bitch! Like, whoa, take it fucking easy. Uh, Could have just punched the one guy. <laughs> Wagner, how, Wagner, how'd that feel when Devona told you that? <laughs> Fucking like sex. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nutted myself. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm my own juices. I'm so happy. <laughs> like a fucking slip and fly down here. <laughs> Wagner, what's your uh, number three? <laughs> my number three is Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Um, the story I like a good open world games generally have pretty good stories and the way they told an entire narrative of the end of the outlaw era of America um, the way they did with like race relations the stuff they did with sort of people's place in the world um, I thought was beautiful the game is absolutely gorgeous the only thing I don't like about it is if you shoot a deer and you don't get a good kill shot it starts like Bleed, bleeding out and it's like moaning and shit and it feels, you feel really bad like the level of realism <laughs> they went into I have to imagine they might have wounded an animal 
just to get the right sound effect for it, because that sounds like some shit Rockstar would do. And you're like, yeah, we've got this endangered bear. Oh, no, shoot it in the fucking gut and see what sound it makes. And record it. <laughs> we've got to be authentic. And uh, But, you know, you've got beautiful open world, um, a true, really true open world game that you're from the jump can go anywhere on the map at any time you want. They don't level cap you. Um, Storytelling's amazing in it. It's long. It's brutal. Uh, it's just, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's, I don't, it's not as revolutionary as I would say the other two are on my list, but really damn hard to beat that game. There's a reason why it was getting 10 out of 10. Yeah, I I, need I, to revisit that. I like that game. I don't love that game. I loved Red Dead Redemption. Like the original Red Dead Redemption was fucking awesome. And then part two came along and I was super so psyched for it. I was super excited and I wanted to love it. And I just liked it. I think the problem that I had with it, and maybe this is goes towards uh Debona and Dave saying that I won't like Skyrim. It just took so fucking long to get from one place to the next. And it's like, <laughs> holy fuck. And then it was like, oh, uh, you got to go fucking run, you know, run this errand or fucking, you know, get this bounty over in another fucking county. So you go over to that county and then they're like, well, what we need is that banana peel that you fucking were. It was just where you left. I'm like, but are you, are you, gonna, you gonna fucking t-? like this is like it's it's like the world. It's like a, it's like a it's like a virtual version of a conversation with my wife. It's like, hey, can you bring me a glass of water? Sure. And you take her the fucking. You go to the kitchen. You go back to the bedroom. You go here's your glass of water. And like, oh, can you give me the Tylenol that was next to the glass of water? I'm like, why didn't you fucking ask me for that when I was over there? I could have brought you both at the same time. And I just, uh, I liked the game. I never finished it. I got real close to finishing it. Um, but uh, I liked the game, and I loved the characters. I thought the characters really, yeah, it makes you feel for the characters. When this dude starts getting sick, and he starts uh, bronchitis, whatever the fuck he had. Um, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. You start feeling for him. Like, you know, all these things. Like, I, I appreciated the game for what it was, and I do agree with you. I do think that it's a masterpiece. Um, the problem that I had with it is that it got to a point where I wasn't having fun anymore. And um, I forgot what happened in my life that it was like, oh, I can't play for this week or whatever it was. It was probably I was out on the cruise ship, came back home for a week. So I can't I don't play video games when I'm with the kids because they usually want to watch me. and They're too young to be watching me fucking kill bears in the gut, but fucking hearing sounds of of despair. So uh, (laughs) so I was like, oh, I'll I'll get back to this next week. And then the following week, I just didn't care to go back. It's just again, I think it's a beautiful game. And I think it's uh, I just it got to the point where i was like i don't care anymore it was you just too long patience to get that pristine cougar pelt yeah yeah like who <laughs> i don't give a fuck it's this is the it's so i mean some of the shit master hunter some of that like some of that shit i was just like do i need this do i really okay let's go camping i guess and fuck here are my baked beans and like, i got to the point where i was just like how fucking much beard can i grow can i let's see how fucking how fucking how big my beard can get like that's literally i got to that point where i was just like i'm gonna watch myself grow a fucking beard uh, and uh, I didn't like the fact that you can't really fuck the hookers. That's kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you just get a you get a bath, but you know they're 
but you know they yeah. can't really show it you like, get going a, down. You, you get a bath and then you're like oh you like that i'm like like what a fucking bath bitch what are you doing we gotta do something <laughs> i'm fucking paying you a nickel motherfucker like you gotta do shit for this nickel lady you can't just all of a sudden randomly fucking just give me a, fuck you no this is a nickel i fucking worked hard for this fucking nickel um i don't know you really do too you'll like get a bounty and be like how much money did i make 38 cents. Yeah, like it was oh, some shit. crazy Good shit time. where it was like, you got $2.15. And I'm like, what? And then at one point, somebody steals your whole shit, some fucking punk ass kid robs you and fucking takes your whole thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck no, man. You took all my fucking money? You motherfucker, <laughs> dude. I don't know, whatever. But it is a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> uh, Our number, oh, my number two. I forgot my number three. I'm sorry. I forgot to talk about my number three. Uh, My number three. I guess I'll do this now. Batman Arkham Knight. So we could talk about this now. Uh, is uh, my number three. Uh, I, I'm a huge. Most decisive, divisive of the series. It's the what? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think this is the worst one of the series. But that's like saying, I don't know, uh, the Turn of the Jedi is the worst of the original Star Wars series. Oh, don't get the, don't get Wagner started on the original trilogy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I have no fucking idea what his thoughts are. I just I don't know, they can't. Uh, he has a lot of thoughts about Star Wars. That's a whole rabbit hole. Lots of them. I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know what his thoughts are. I don't know if he likes it or not, uh, David. Uh, but no. Um, uh, I loved Arkham Knight. I thought uh, I thought it was uh, it, it was so, like every. I think every iteration. I think the what was the first one? What was the third one? It was Arkham Knight. Uh, Arkham Knight was, was a Arkham Knight City and then Knight. Arkham. Well, it was it was it was Asylum City Origin. Origin. But Origins isn't considered part of the canon of that world. Oh, okay. It yeah, wasn't that, made that by was Rocksteady. Yeah, right. so that's what they. That to me is the the weak, the weakest one. Again, I liked Origins. I just didn't love Origins the way I loved the other two that had come out previous to that. Um, I enjoyed Origins a lot, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't you know. Um, but Arkham Knight to me, the fucking Batmobile was fucking awesome. I just that, that was that, awesome. so fucking yeah. great. Um, but I I I enjoyed uh, the the story. For, I like the fact. That it wasn't about the Joker, that it was about Scarecrow. So we had a new baddie. By new, I mean new in the video game series. And that he wasn't just a... I always felt like in movies and and for the most part, because I know uh, Batman Begins, he's a, a big role in it. But for the most part, I felt like uh, as, a, as a comic uh, fan that... Um, Scarecrow didn't really get the love that he should have. Like he, everybody always talks about so many other villains before they usually get to uh, to Scarecrow. And I just love Scarecrow. I think he's a, a great idea, a great concept. Uh, and the way they drew him in this series was fucking banana scary. Like that shit fucking scared me. Yeah, that, the, those were. That was. I think that was the best part of Asylum. I those, agree. Uh, those nightmares. Yeah, those nightmares yeah. that he had. That was, that was. I get scared. I get scared in video games. I got scared when I fucking when in an asylum when he would go through those nightmares. I got scared in Far Cry Four when he took fucking hallucinogenic drugs that made him fucking go and like that shit scares the fuck out of me. I'm like, do I have to do this shit? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's. I, but Arkham Knight, I thought it was fantastic. I love that fucking. Yeah, game. I mean, I I loved it. I had it at number four. I thought that. I thought that they did a lot of things, you know, obviously, like we talked about, yeah, you have to unlock certain items before you can get to certain points. But then when you would unlock that, it would play into, like, your next mission, but then there would be stuff all over the city that you could use that item, and now it was part of the game. 
I one of the big things with Arkham City and are or, or with uh, excuse me Arkham Knight and with a lot of the games on my list is the city itself. Gotham was a living, breathing part of that game. That's what made it so cool. You yeah. wanted to be, you wanted to explore every corner of Gotham because there was something cool everywhere. It, it may have just been, you know, you had to go find a Riddler trophy or whatever, but there was a reason to go everywhere. And you could play the game and never go to some places, but if you did, you would find all those, you know, like how you had to find Firefly by just going and doing the random missions and things like that that just made that game so much fun. Just And I I love the that you could just sit around and listen to radio chatter or you could sit up high. Oh, and man batter, you can, um, you can yeah. shoot a poor person with a cannon with a velocity of about umpteen billion uh, RPM. <laughs> It was a non-lethal slug <laughs> being shot out of a fucking tank. You can um, run over people and hit them with four billion volts of electricity, non-lethal. And you, I also you non-lethally throw them with electricity, like flying into a wall. God, like you so mess up so many poor people in that game. Like it, the whole game should be poor person murder simulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the game is. It, that, uh, Republican, that Republican superhero is just letting out all his Reaganite <laughs> energy. The, uh, the, the detective element of night, I think, was taken to a new level beyond city and asylum as well, because you had so much more ground to cover to track down all of these cases. And that I, I, I always loved those elements of the whole Arkham, the whole Arkham series. And the way they did that at night, I thought was amazing. So yeah, well, I love. I I will always give it a shout out because a friend of me and Gabonas, uh, Mr. Brian Oliu, wrote the um, in the DLC with like Killer Croc and Mr. Freeze. The yeah. little notes you find, he wrote those. So I'll always give a shout out to the game because you know I actually know someone who worked on it. But um, yeah, I just think it was. I, I liked it. I liked it fine. I've liked all the art. The Arkham games aren't my favorite games, but I've never sat down and been like, I'm not enjoying myself. Like, they're completely competent um, fantasy like simulators. Like, they're great. Um, no criminal reform in those games, man. <laughs> it is, you know, oh, you were suspected of a crime? Oh, what did you do? Oh, petty larceny here i'm about to break every bone in you for your crime like man that is a you know bruce wayne yelled all lives matter all the time marching the streets and they're like like lives matter all lives matter and bashing people to death Oh, like, what did he fuck. do wrong, man? He just was born into a bad situation trying to get by. No promises, no excuses. Like, he was breaking um, a vehicle violation on his bicycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to have a light on at night. He's I like, could just Whoa. picture I could just picture there being a Black Lives Matter rally and fucking Bruce Wayne walks out of his mansion just holding his fucking gun, like, all right, let's see what's gonna fucking happen here. <laughs> he's, just he's, fucking, he's, he's the just, guy standing on his Yeah, he's just a guy like, like all right. Uh, all right, like and just Alfred, Alfred's got a little PPK. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just holding up his with, a, with a little limp wrist. That's so right. fucking funny. He's just no, like this. You know, you know Batman sitting there at the protest, just 
on some gargoyle, just pissed, <laughs> just ready to like. I wish a motherfucker would do something. That's so funny. And then he gets a he, he gets Gordon a, is my best friend. He's he, my only friend. He gets a blue lives matter. Damn it. He, he gets, <laughs> he's, he's got a he's got a cape with the blue stripe just down. The <laughs> he's, sitting, he's just sitting there watching a rally. <laughs> Uh, and then our next speaker at the Republican National Convention, please welcome Mr. Bruce Wayne. He comes out and fucking he's a speaker. He's like, remember the guy that was holding the gun? That was weird. They invited him there. That's fucking weird. Oh. Bruce Wayne. So he's a billionaire and he hates poor people. That's hilarious. And he might be a right. Oh, he's fuck. checking all of the boxes right now. That's so fucking I, I funny. I do think that um, uh, even even though I said this was uh, my least favorite in the series. Uh, I think that's referring to story because as far as the world, like the open world aspects of it, the Gotham that's presented here is I think superior to the city, even though I think city's the best game in the series, this is the best world. And the addition of the, the Batmobile is just, it was a game changer. That's Which is awesome. really interesting. That Literally was the a thing, game changer. The, uh, the Batmobile was like the most divisive thing. Either yeah. you love the Batmobile yeah. or you fucking hated the I, I heard a lot of I, people I hated the Batmobile and I was like how the fuck do you hate this and I get it it was I, hard it was fucking hard I, those, those Batmobile missions were so fucking hard they were, they were hard and I, and I mean once you figure it out they're they're simple it's a matter of like once you figure out the straight and you just yeah, go back and forth yeah. like you're playing space and base yeah like, yeah that's actually on a plane yeah. I, I, um, I, that's the only thing when people would say like, Oh, I hate the Batmobile. I'm like, what? And I was, and then I thought to myself, the only reason somebody would hate it, right. And logically anyway, it would be because it's hard. Like those levels are fucking hard and they were, they were fucking hard. But I, I, that one word, all the people are trying to attack the, the police department. You got to defend it against like, I don't know, like a gazillion different mob. Yeah. I, I, I remember a gazillion yeah. disenfranchised Gothamites. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the only one that's keeping law and yeah. order going. So Gotham Knight was supposed to be the last Batman game that Rocksteady made. And I was very happy with that because i wanted them to move on to other dc heroes and i thought the perfect like i was like since the moment even before i beat the game when the moment they announced that this is gonna be the last game the last batman game i was like can you please do a fucking green arrow game because that was like right when arrow had started and i was like that would be fucking great because it's basically the same mechanic you're just different weaponry right. you're just basically doing different weaponry but it's a different city right it's and it's a different like you just Change, I thought that would like it would be a perfect like segue. Do a fucking Green Arrow game. I think it would be fantastic. You build off of the of the uh, at that point it was like season one or two had started of Arrow. I'm like this is a, it's like you could just build off of the fucking popularity of this show. Uh, and then we and then we just uh, recently last week at the at the time of this recording uh, a week ago or maybe two weeks ago now they did the um, the DC fandom and they showed us the trailer for the next. Arkham series. I guess it's an Ar is it an Arkham series game? Yes. I mean it's yeah because it, it picks up like the moment that Arkham Knight ends and it's the Bat family having to carry on because of the end of Arkham Knight. Right. But that one is not made by Rocksteady. It's not. Rocksteady is making no. Rocksteady's next game is the Suicide Squad that kills the Justice. Right, kill Justice League. Right, right. Rocksteady. Right. This is it's in the universe, but Rocksteady is not making it. So I've got. 
cautious fingers crossed that it may be kind of good. I don't know why you have four characters but only allow two person co op, which seems a little weird. Look, but man, it always causes concern for me when you yeah, have more characters. Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl. Forget about it, dude. The fact that they, the fact that they showed, they showed five seconds of Court of Owls. I was like, okay, I'm fucking sold. (laughs) All right, all right. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was interested. Now you got my curiosity too. So let's fucking see what's going on over here. Um, But yeah, it was. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. But Batman Arkham Knight uh, is my number three. So the number threes were Skyrim, uh, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Two and Batman Arkham Knight round two. Dose the sequel to Uno. All right, uh, let's get it going, David. What's your number two? My number two is Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild. Uh, I I thought this would be higher on your list. Um, well, when it came down to it, remember I said that, um, I wasn't rating these based on the game itself, but on the world that the, the game took place in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Are you, did you move your microphone away? Cause it sounds like you're low for some reason. Is that better? Mm, all right. Not really, but okay. It's just, you were sounding great all the whole time. And then now it sounds like you're a little far away. It sounds a little distant, but all right, that's fine. More editing for me. Uh, should I speak louder? No, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> Go fuck myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, when it came down to it, I um, I didn't prefer this high rule to my my number one. And uh, and that's not knocking this high rule. Um, I mean, this is um, maybe one of the like most perfect games and perfect open worlds that has has ever been made. I mean, literally from the moment that you uh, that the whole world opens up to you, right, which is pretty much as soon as you're done with the tutorial, uh, you can do anything and go anywhere. And um, there is, n- you can go straight to Ganon and beat the game if you wanted to. Um, I don't think you I mean, could. I don't know why anyone would. I don't think you could, though. I don't think you'd have enough weapons. I don't think you'd have enough weapons. I don't. No, there's there's a 29 minute speed run. Yeah, that beat it in 29 minutes. What the fuck? How's that? Like, I yeah, did, 26 I'm, minutes is the current world record on it. But yeah, I'm not that good. Like, I I can't do yeah. that. But you could if you wanted to. Right. I didn't that's, think. It would, that's I, how. I thought you just die. I'm like, go, you could go to Ganon, but you gonna die, dog. But all right, did it in 26 <laughs> minutes. That's fucking good, crazy, bro. Oh, but that's that's part of what I really liked about this game is uh, that it promoted the exploration because the more that you explored this world, uh, the uh, the more uh, chance that uh, the higher the chance was that you were going to survive. So, like, literally everything would kill you, but at the same time, it, it was making you stronger. So, um, everything from like seeing that mountain over there like i wonder if i can climb that thing and you start climbing it and halfway up you're like yeah no my stamina is running out then you fucking fall to your death right you're like i'm gonna come back i'm gonna climb you soon then you just go and you fucking grind out and you get your stamina going right you get uh you know a couple shrines you get your stamina up you get to the top of that mountain and guess guess what the fuck is there it's one of those you know giant fucking minotaur dudes 
you just fucking die. So what do you do? Like, nah, I'm going to fucking kill that Minotaur dude. And you go and you grind down a couple more shrines and you get your hearts up. And to me, that was the beauty of this game was uh, not even in the story. The, the story was very basic. Uh, it really, it wasn't until you got the expansion, the, the DLC, that the, the, the story kind of the, the things were put in context. But so can I ask you a question? Because that, I, I, yeah. you, you and I, we both got the game when the system came out. We both bought it immediately, mm-hmm. and that's when I played it and I beat it. Um, but I wasn't happy with not the endings per se. But I wasn't happy that when you beat the game, if you wanted to go back in there and keep playing, you then have to go play Ganon again. Like, be, I'm like, no, I, I just want to get more. I just want to get all my shit. Like, it's like the equivalent of like when you're playing Batman and you're like, no, I just want to get all the Riddler trophies. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you can get all the Riddler trophies. You can come back. You beat the game, go back and get all the Riddler trophies, but now you got to beat it again. And like, no, but I already fucked. Did that change? Did they do something with the DLCs, or is that still the case? No, no, no. That that didn't change, and that's that's not necessarily something that's unique to Zelda either. Where uh, like once you beat the final boss, like it's over. The game's done. So you would have to reload from from a previous from a previous save. So I, I just always keep it saved from right before I fight Ganon. I fight him. I'm like, okay, cool. I finished the story mode for myself, and then I continue playing the game as if I hadn't fought Ganon. You know, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I just that I that I, that was the first game that I dealt with that it was like that. I was like, no, I, I want to go back and fucking pick up all my shit. Like I got I got more more fucking outfits to make, and I gotta go fucking make a house in the woods. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. could do all that shit, but you're gonna have to be Ganon again. I'm like, I don't, but I fucking beat him. What, are we just gonna pretend mm-hmm. like I didn't fucking beat him now? You just gonna pretend this shit? <laughs> right. So that, that was Alternate it. I, I didn't timeline. know. That's uh, <laughs> Zelda multiverse theory. Zelda games, yeah, they love a good multiverse. A lot of time traveling. <laughs> You know, I I didn't get a Switch when it came out because I was like, Nintendo makes adult pacifiers. Like, they're just, all their games are just a bunch of pacifiers. I agree with they're that. Not, like, they're just rehashes and they're comfort food. And whereas the other ones are, like, PlayStation and Xbox are breaking new ground in what the medium can do. And I was working at the store that shall not be named. And uh, we got a shipment of them in. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm going to buy this actually out of spite for all the people that have come up here asking for one. I'm going to buy this one that showed up. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's, that, that's the most Wagner shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy this shit that I don't it. want out of fucking spite for all you motherfuckers keep asking me if I have it. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yep, yep. One bunch of broke bastards. Like, in my fault, I'd be unloaded. So the, um, Calm down, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a lot of theories I'd like to talk to you about off the air. That's hilarious. <laughs> Some thoughts I've got about the world going on right now. So you then you got uh, the. But so no, then you got it. With it is yeah, it's it's really really good. Like I can't talk shit on Breath of the Wild. I don't think anyone can. Um, right. It's it was what made me think that maybe Nintendo actually knows what the fuck they're doing for the first time in 15 years, where they've made a truly original idea that looks like it was thought of. It wasn't a, well, it's uh, it's basically a link to the past, but we made it in 3D. Like, no, like that's a Nintendo move. Breath of the Wild is not Nintendo. 
and right. I've sadly been well, the thing that is, one, the, and then the, Odyssey. The thing is, it is, it, in, in my opinion, it's very much like the original Legend of Zelda. It, yeah, but it's not a piece like one-for-one rehashing of it, is what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's my biggest issue with Ocarina of Time. Uh, where like I was absolutely obsessed with that game when it came out, and I still love that game. But when when you kind of break it down, it really just is a link to the past in 3D. Yeah, and that's what it's the, it's the Nintendo curse. They know you'll buy it. Like they're the ultimate fuck you, you'll buy it company. Also, they didn't think Pokemon would work and didn't want to release Pokemon, and now it makes four bajillion dollars a year. Like so, actual figure, actual figure. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Uh, so Zelda Breath of the Wild, Dave, uh, your number two. I thought it'd be your number one, be honest. All right, uh, Debono, what is your number two? My number two is what I genuinely feel is one of the most perfect games of the current generation. Um, it is my number two versus my number one because of the fact that the, the world isn't as open as where my number one is. My number two is Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't play um, this, but I've only heard positive things about Horizon, it. Horizon Zero Dawn was just, from the moment you turn it on, it's breathtakingly beautiful. It is, a, it is an absolutely gorgeous game. And it's, it's very much in that vein of, yeah, you can go wherever the hell you want, but if all you've got is your real standard stick and string bow then yeah that 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 robot that looks like a t-rex is going to end you and do it very very quickly and so while you can go anywhere and do anything it forces you to grind out and to level up but the way that they but the way that they prevent you from necessarily getting further than you should is just by the the bad guys getting progressively harder uh but and it was it was very well done. The story was incredible. The, the only issue I ever had with this game was something that I did to myself, which was I played it for hours and hours and hours, talking 20, 30 hours before I realized I was only halfway through the story. And then when I started playing the story, I was mad at myself for spending so much time grinding and not advancing this absolutely incredible story. The, the story was fantastic. It's this super futuristic world where everything is prehistoric and you eventually kind of find out why. They did a wonderful job with it as the weapons progress and things like that as you learn the best ways to take out all of these different uh, giant machines. You start off essentially with just robots that look like deer. And all you have to do is hide in tall grass and you can kind of grab them and just snatch them into the grass and stab them one time. And then you eventually end up fighting dinosaur-sized robots. There's one yeah. that looks like a T-Rex. There's one that looks like a pterodactyl. And they become these mythic things that you know where they are. You find them, and then you specifically avoid those areas because you know what's there. So you have to find these really long, elaborate paths around the straight from A to B because, well, there's a T-Rex there and I've got nothing to do to a T-Rex. The, the gameplay is very intuitive. And like I said, it's just gorgeous. And it's so much fun to play. And I feel like it told one of the best stories in current-gen consoles. It ended up telling this 
beautiful and tragic story of a world where, <laughs> you know, to get back into political landscape, a world where corporations had just completely shit away the entire earth and were desperate for a way to keep everything going. And Whoa, mid-game spoilers right now. <laughs> That's like and, 75% into the game. You find out why the world is the way it is. I guess, oh, I guess, listeners. I, guess I don't have a reason to play this game anymore. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I will three. say you haven't lived until you've charged at that Grimlock, that <laughs> big-ass dino bot <laughs> on the back of a dino or a robotic ox just raising <laughs> hell. <laughs> like tr- with a bow and arrow, like I'm about to take down Grimlock hard. Game though, were and it you know, looks like Nary's left, but um, he was talking about an arrow game that the bow mechanics in Horizon Zero Dawn are the bow the best bow mechanics there are. There is of uh, really giving you an idea of depth of shooting because it, any game with with a bow and arrow, it is either straight shots or you have to learn a very complicated freaking curve, like to launch on the curvature of the earth to perfectly drop an arrow down. And who's got that kind of time for shit like that? <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not an archer. I'm never going to need to know how to read the horizon on and the wind change to make sure I curve an arrow in. But Horizons, that's how you make an arrow game. Yeah. Like, or and I'm hoping with um, when Hawkeye comes out for Avengers that they take some cues from how the bow mechanics were on that one to sort of bring on there. Speaking of which, badass game. And uh, one of the other things about Horizon Zero Dawn that was that was just so great was when they released uh, the Frozen Wilds, which was the first big DLC. It did so much to deepen the mythology of this very, very deep world that they created. And it added to the game without making what you'd done already seem meaningless. And they, it was, it was just, it was like nothing I'd ever played while also feeling very familiar. It did not take me long to get used to playing it, but every time something new happened, it all, it it all felt familiar while being something brand new, which I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that was the way I felt playing it. I never felt completely abandoned. I, I, I love this game so much. It's honestly, like I said, I think it's probably the closest thing to a perfect game in current gen consoles. I've never never played it. But all right. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Wagner, what do you got for your number two? My number two is the World of Warcraft. Yeah, and that was the honorable mention that I have only knowledge from South Park, really. <laughs> um, yep, me too. It is, I am and I'll go right here. I look at what would be objectively the best, not personal. I never got sucked into World of Warcraft. I like having sex. And also, but you can't, I, you can't do both things. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, all right, fine. <laughs> You're breaking physical law, God's law, man's law. If you, those are one of my. That's one of my favorite lines from the South Park episode about the God, the World of Warcraft. It's when the the guy becomes so powerful, and and so they do that double entendre. Where it was like he's become so powerful. How does someone become so powerful? And he's like, he has no life. And then they're like, how do you kill that which has no life? <laughs> <laughs> 
he must be amazing. There's some fat dude at the fucking laptop at the at the computer. I just thought it was. So you were like, "Quick, do you have a character?" No, I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I to go find someone to give the sword. Um, but look, an open world game and a and a phenomenon so large that they were getting people to buy the game and then pay me every month just to play my game. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, like, dude. That's why I never got into it. I was always, I was always poor. I was one of those people that Bruce Wayne would beat up. So I was never one of those like, (laughs) I have the money for. That's why I never played it. I have, I don't have the money for subscription. Like that was, that was ludicrous to me to ever hear that as a kid. Is like, wait a minute, I gotta pay every month to keep playing this game. I was like, I'm. This is not gonna work out, dude. Not gonna work out. But if you, without, um, World of Warcraft, gaming, you never see the they gave us the MMO, like the true open access. I know there's EverQuest before it and a couple of others, but just mass consumed, everybody is in um, MMO. And now the MMORPG genres of all these multiplayer games, hell, I'm playing one right now. Um, they're all derivative of what World of Warcraft did. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's it's got to be up there in just its sheer place in history. It's one of the pillar games that changed gaming forever. I can respect that. I can. Res- I'm watching that document, that docu series on Netflix about video games, about the history of video games. I can games. give you a couple books that are much better to read than that docu series. That shit's like WWE <laughs> propaganda. You said reading. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, audiobook versions I can send you. <laughs> add, add some animation to them, motherfuckers, and then I'll take a look. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I so I was watching the docu series. But <laughs> this book's got no pictures. Uh, but I, I, um, I, I agree with to piggyback off what you were saying, Wagner. I was like, oh yeah, I was never a fan of that game, but then when they put it into perspective of how pivotal it was in the world of video games in general i'm like oh okay i give it a dude like again I've, i was never a big uh fan final fantasy guy uh by big i mean i never liked it at all and then you know watching talking about it and seeing how that opened up a whole new world of gaming to a whole you know a whole population of people i'm like oh that is cool like i like giving it props so i see what you're doing i see you man uh all right world of warcraft uh my number uh two is Grand Theft Auto Five? Uh, so, okay. all right, nobody else. All right. Uh, so Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, to me is uh, I love a lot of the Grand Theft Auto uh, games. Uh, Vice City uh, may have been one of uh, my favorites. I'm very biased because it took place in Miami. However, GTA Five gave us the fucking um, those missions where you were stealing shit. I forgot what, what were they called. I forgot what the fuck they were called. The heist. The heist. The heist. Yeah. So they're heist missions. So, so there's like I think five or six heist missions throughout the game. So you could do whatever the fuck you want or whatever. But at some point you're gonna have to go and you know do the missions. Uh, so this is why this is one of the two games that I have that is not completely open world. Uh, but those heist missions were so fuck. They were so much fun. 
they were just so much fun. Uh, you know, I've, I've played that game three different times, played all the way through, and you play the missions differently. You just go, okay, let's, this one is to do a smash and grab, or this one is be quiet about it. And I just think there's so much fucking fun. Uh, my fun factor for GTA V, the world that it built, the whole fucking, you know, uh, like it does, like every like every game, every incarnation of the game after, uh, since uh, GTA three, where you, you, you start off broke as fuck, and then you end up in this lap of luxury. The fact that gta 5 you can move between uh three different uh protagonists uh and the way the game ends you have a choice it's like you know choose your own adventure game uh where you're literally choosing like how the how each step of the way the game goes or the story and at the end you can end it with betraying your friends or not betraying your friends and you know each one of those decisions makes fucking uh has a consequence to it so i think it's fantastic i i fucking love that game so gta 5 is my number two i mean five is man it's hard to argue with it's not it did make on mine um but i i think there there's a better like gta but um yeah five is from a technique we forget like the technical like scope of what they put together in there. I mean, just the sheer size of that map that doesn't have a whole lot of dead space. It's got dead space when you're out in the desert, but they did a pretty decent job of filling that entire map. Um, and then when you add that the online, that game's still going and it's going to be on the PS five. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're putting it out for the five to keep the online going. Like it's that's an important an important game, um, and it's what six or seven years old at this point. Seven years old. Yeah, yeah. It's a seven year old game, and it's still going, making millions and millions of dollars on shark cards. When I worked at the store that will not be named, we would have kids coming. Y'all got shark cards. Like, yeah. For the, for the <laughs> listeners, for the, the listeners, the greatest breakdown I ever saw was a eight-year-old boy trying to buy a GTA Five, and I asked his mom, "I was like, so you're okay with gratuitous violence, uh, language, nudity?" And she's like, Mm-mm, "No nudity." And I was like, "Really, dog? So you had no problem with him going up and putting a gun in someone's mouth, but um, a titty? Oh, pixelated titty, pixelated titty, man." Dirty titties, nasty. Yeah, you see, dirty. and this is this is where I like uh, GTA over uh, Red Dead Redemption too. Like, you could fuck the hookers, you can fuck them, <laughs> you can fuck the hookers, dog. You you gonna fuck the, the strippers? Gonna give you a lap dance? She gonna give you a real lap dance, dog? That, that's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, couple got a couple jokes, little, little explosions, couple titties. Yeah, titties. it's fantastic. It's a family. <laughs> it's a family game. Uh, GTA 5 is my number two. The number twos were Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, World of Warcraft, and GTA 5. Uh, so that's what we got. Hold on. Uh, and that's what we got for number twos. Honorable mentions. Let's do a quick honorable right, mentions. I, we're running a little late. So. I've, got your, um, I've got your Facebook pulled up here. All right. Uh, my friend and yours, Jeff Mercancini, has... Spider-Man from the uh, the PlayStation 4 game at number four, Horizon Zero Dawn at number three, Red Dead Redemption 2 at number two, and Grand Theft Auto 5 at number one. That guy not played a game 
like just started playing games in 2015. <laughs> uh, honorable mentions to uh, Fallout New Vegas, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, Burnout Paradise, uh, Far Cry 3, and Mad Max. Uh, that Mad, Mad Max is a really underrated know. game. It really was. I um I I never played it. It was always my intention to. Um, so I I might have to go back and play that now. Alex Suarez, uh, Suarez Swarley. I was gonna call him Swarley. Uh, he's got number four, Grand Theft Auto Five. Number three, Red Dead Redemption Two. Number two, Marvel Spider Man. Uh, number one, Batman Arkham Knight. Honorable mentions to Arkham City, Red Dead Redemption One, God of War. Uh, the PS4 game, and Need for Speed Heat. Eric Rickman says uh, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Fallout 4 and Witcher 3. Um, Carlos Navarrete says uh, Far Cry 3, uh, number 3 Spider-Man, number 2 Arkham Knight, uh, number 1 Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain, Honorable mentions to Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Breath of the Wild. Uh, Jemai Leonard at number four put Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, Arkham Knight. Number one, Spider-Man. Honorable mentions to Grand Theft Auto 5, Fallout 4, uh, Phantom Pain, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Breath of the Wild. Chris Pace put Witcher 3, Final Fantasy 7, Skyrim, and Metal Gear Solid 5. And that's all from our listeners. All right. Honorable mentions, Dave. What's your honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions are uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't finished playing this game, and I haven't put enough time into it to put it on the list, but I have a feeling that once I am done with this game, uh, it probably would make it onto my list. Uh, that Marvel Spider-Man game is just fucking bonkers, man. I love that game. Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run, I think, is just yeah. uh, just open world enough. That to, one was uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> How many are there? Um, <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City is my favorite uh, out of them. Um, and uh, when you mentioned World of Warcraft, uh, for some reason, uh, I hadn't thought of this game until you mentioned Warcraft. And it's DC Universe Online. I fucking love that game. Uh, I played the fuck out of that game for like really? I don't know, maybe like a that like it came with a lot of fun. I yeah, that. I got it when it a came out. It became fun. free. Like it became a free game, and I paid money for yeah. that because I bought it when it came out. And then like three I months got it when like, it came free. Yeah, and then yeah, I did too. Once it came free, yeah. I was like, all right. I, I got it when it came out. I paid money for that, game. and then three months later, I took it to fucking uh, uh, the place we can't mention apparently, uh, Voldemort <laughs> store. Uh, and then we went to Voldemort's store, and I was like, how much for this game? They're like, it's free. I can't give you anything for that game. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we give this shit away. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so, I, I don't know. It was... Bro, I got I got that game for free and then sunk money into it. Yeah. That, I don't... I, 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 I bought... Yeah, no, I did that, too. I, I, I bought, like, I, I bought like, new weapons. I, I, bought, I bought, like, more character slots. Like, I was fucking obsessed with that game for a minute. All right. Um... All right, so uh, honorable mentions, uh, Debona. Uh, going back to the PlayStation One, a game that I sunk a lot of hours into, Fantasy Star Online. It was, uh, it was what it was like a super precursor to World of Warcraft. Very, very like 
low key kind of MMORPG, but a ton of fun. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is a really underrated PlayStation 4 game. And uh, one that I think never fully got the love that it deserved. In 2009, EA and Pandemic released a game called The Saboteur. Where oh, it was, was a nice, good game. I never a, played it. I never it played was it. A I really good. wanted to. In German, in German occupied France, and like the whole world was in black and white, and you had to slowly undermine the Nazi party in France, restoring color. Um, and uh, and it was it was all stealth. Like you you were just planting bombs, and you'd have to go get mixed in with the crowd while they went off and stuff. Um, Pandemic did some some great things. I wish they'd come back, but the the saboteur is one that I don't think ever quite gets the love it deserves. All right, never heard of it, but okay. Um, uh, Wagner, what is your what are your honorable mentions? Um, Knights of the Old Republic two. Um, didn't put it on there. It's it's too episodic. Like it's got open world, but it's segments. Uh, Grand Theft Auto four. Um, Watch Dogs two, which is a great game, except the first one had such a bad rap. No one gave the second one a chance, and it is. Excellent. I like I like the first one. I just never finished it. It did have a lot of glitches though, but I did enjoy the first one. And the first one just dragged. The second one picked up a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, I had Breath of the Wild on mine, and then um, Earthbound, which is my favorite game of all time. But it again, it's episodic. There's it's all it's open world episodic. I don't think it's a true open world game. Okay. But I wanted to at least give it a mention because I will mention Earthbound in every single conversation the about The only video reason I own an SNES classic is because it came with Earthbound. Shoot, I've got two <laughs> cartridges of it. It's freaking there. It's my retirement. It's a retirement, fund. right? <laughs> Things go for like 300 a pop now. Uh, all right. Uh, my uh, honorable mentions are Breath of the Wild. Uh, the Spider-Man 2014 game. Uh, I don't know if anybody has it uh, as their number one, but uh, it would have made my list. But there was a huge flaw in that game uh, to me, in that it wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult. I had no. I got. I didn't get frustrated at all whatsoever. All the bosses were fucking easily beat. I think one. I think I lost against the boss once. Uh, shocker gave me problems. Uh, I think uh, I think it was was a shocker. Yeah, shocker. Well, you had to chase him in the bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the bank. Yeah. Uh, the 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 one that he gave me problems with, uh, not the bank one, but you had to, when you had to chase him, right? If you had to chase him, I lost him one time. Or maybe twice, but it was never enough to frustrate me to be like fuck. And I love that feeling when you're like, no, I gotta beat this motherfucker. And Spider Man, I thought was a fantastic game, but it just it was too easy for me. It didn't give me enough of a challenge. Uh, and my favorite, and my last honorable mention is my favorite video game of all time is the God of War on the PlayStation Four. It's the game that would have been on my list, would have been my number one on my list. But when I asked myself and I was honest with myself, I said, is this truly an open world game? I was like, yes and no and as much as you can say it is an open world game there's a uh, enough argument to say that it's not an open world game so i just decided to not leave, not put it on the list but i love that fucking game um all right that's honorable mentions round one this is your last chance after this there is no turning back do it do it come on come on all right, uh, David. What is your number one? 
So I, I usually impose a rule on myself where I pick only one from a series. And um, I couldn't do that this time. Uh, I would not be true to myself if I did not break my rule. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, so Wagner's going to yell at me some more. But my number one is uh, The Elder Scrolls Three. <laughs> and I knew it would be. Oh, That's fuck. why when you were talking Skyrim, I didn't bring up the fact that I prefer Morrowind to one. Skyrim. Thousand percent. It's so funny when you were saying, "Hold on," when you when you were saying when you were talking about breaking your rule and you have to put more than one of the franchise. I thought you were going to put another Zelda. I was like, "Oh, I thought I was was going to be like, oh, Link to the Past." Yeah, I I thought you were going to put another Zelda, and you you went, "All right, Elder Scroll." All right. I I wouldn't if if I were to put another Zelda game. Um, Link to the Past is is probably my personal favorite even though objectively breath of the wild is a better game um but it's not, i don't think it's open world enough but wind waker certainly is yeah uh, and, and and i love wind waker all right I mean, all right, right let's go to elder scroll uh, anyway anyway <laughs> so um uh with morrowind uh, this was really um like what turned me on to open world video games it was also that game that scared me that i talked about at the beginning of the podcast I, I put that game into my Xbox and I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I put the game away and I just started playing something else. And it wasn't until I had beat all the other games that I owned. I was like, all right, well, I could go spend another 50 bucks or I can play this thing. I guess I'll save the 50 bucks. And, and that's the only reason why I continued to play it. But, oh my God, it was so rewarding. I spent three years legitimately three years grinding through every single cave every cavern every dungeon every tower and the way that uh devona the way that you spoke about uh horizon zero dawn where you know okay well there's a fucking t-rex there i gotta find a way to get around this thing that was something that would happen in marwin where um like I, i remember uh a specific city even it was right outside of Balmora you would come out of the northern part of the city and there was a mountain and if you found this one specific spot on the mountain there was an orc with full ebony armor who was at least 10 levels above you were the first time you got to Balmora and it was this, that, that was the sort of game it was where none of the enemies were scaled to you and there was shit hidden fucking everywhere. And so I'd find this guy and I'd talk to him and he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking kill you now, right? And he'd destroy you. And all I wanted to do was fucking kill him and take his armor, right? And, and that's, the, that's ultimately to me why this game took the number one spot over Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild plays better breath of the wild is is a is a better game in 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 almost every technical aspect but as far as the world there is so much more to do in morrowind there's so much more to discover right uh you want to talk about lore there is infinitely more books for you to pick up off of bookshelves and just read within the game and this is part of the reason why I spent three years playing this game is because I must have read close to every single book in the game, spoken to every single person, completed every single side mission. Man, I mean, this game was 
you and I, are, you and I are so different. Uh, <laughs> you and I are so different. You, Dude, you, like I don't even read real books. Yeah. You want me to sit and stare at my TV screen? <laughs> I don't read real books in real life. This motherfucker is picking, is going to a virtual library in a video game and fucking reading those books. You know, I when I get when I'm in a mission and they fucking hand me shit that I gotta read. If there's no voiceover, I'm like, all right, x x x x x x. All right, let's fucking move on. Whatever the fuck I have to do, I'm sure I'll figure this shit out. And here you are, like, oh, I wonder what the author was like. He just that's a fucking thing. David makes his cup of tea and settles in for a night at the library. just settles in like, oh, well, it's time for you know, let's get comfortable with this nice book off my fucking plasma TV. Like, oh, that, boy. That is how the thing is, that's, that's how like real the world was to me. Like, this was a real world and these were real people and the factions that you went to war with and got involved with and deciding to defend these people over these other people and then the fact that this this world that you were in was totally new and totally unique it didn't feel like any other fantasy world that i had ever seen right these these sort of uh like open world fantasy games i feel like always fall back on the same environments right it, it's it, there's forest there's mountain there's desert and there's plains you know uh but this was like swampland Right. And, and it, it wasn't a sandy desert. It was an ashy desert, you know, and, and it was fucking oceans. The whole thing took place on an island, one gigantic fucking island. And, and I, I felt like this was almost like an alien world that I was on with these weird fucking creatures that are floating around in the sky. And it was it was just I was totally immersed in this world to me. I, I came to know the island of Vardenfell the way that I knew my own city. Like, I know back... back with, a, with a GPS? To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, this is 2002, buddy. You had to go to MapQuest to print that shit out. Print out the uh, MapQuest but, options. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The same I, way where I, 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 would, I would remember, like, you know, back streets and all that stuff to get home from wherever, you know, I was... That's how I felt about Morrowind. I can probably fire up my Xbox right now and still find my way around. That's how real that world was to me. And that's why it will always be my favorite open world game. How do you kill that which has no life? Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. And, and I was having sex the whole time. I don't, I don't know if that, I mean, by yourself? All right. I guess that counts. Um... All right, Debono, what's your what's your number? What we know your number one because you tabled it. Yeah, you know my number one, but uh, yeah. my number one is the game that introduced me to the the breadth of what open world could be, and it's Fallout Three. When I started playing Fallout Three, I, I'm I'm not going to claim that I had played Tactics and everything that came before Fallout Three. I did not know what I was in for. I got a I got it on a special on Amazon and I was just like, sure, I need something to play for the summer. And I put it in and you start off and you're, you're in this vault and you're like, okay, whatever. And you're this kid and you're growing up. Then all hell breaks loose and you're still trying to figure out what is going on. And there's this moment that stands as one of my favorite moments of video games where you get out of the vault and this giant door rolls out of the way. There's this huge bloom of light that completely and totally blinds you. And then you, when it, when your vision clears, 
you're staring at the Capitol wasteland. D.C., after the bombs have fallen, and that's it. And they just go, okay, go play. Figure it out. Like, you're you're seriously in this position that you would be if you were there. You would live this whole life where all you knew was this small little underground village that you were a part of, and now there's literally an entire world in front of you, and there's no marker saying, hey, here's where you need to go. You just kind of start walking. And, I mean, obviously there's a city that's close, and if you end up in it, the ball starts rolling on story, but – then as the game goes, yeah, they'll kind of – one person will be like, oh, well, you're looking, you know, for this. Yeah, you can go talk to that guy. It's kind of that way. Like, it's Northwest. Sure, have at it. And sure, you can go there or you can just start wandering. And there's so many things about this game that were new and fresh to me. Like, the fact that you can walk into a city that, honestly, if all you did was play the storyline, you may never encounter this town – but when you walk into it, it unlocks an entire story. You start talking to people and, wow, something's weird about this town. These people are odd. And so you just start hanging out around this town. Turns out they're all cannibals. And you find this basement where they kill people and, and, eat, and eat them. And, but that's something that if you just played the storyline of the game, that town's not involved at all. It's just something that's there for the people that want to put the hours into just finding every single thing on the map. It was like nothing I'd, I'd ever done. That's, and, that's such a signature Bethesda thing where it's just like, hey, you may you? never find this thing, but we're going to put this here for you. Yeah. And, and, and for and, those of you that find it, all the more power to you. And it was just, and like unique encounters, you'd just be. You just be out walking and there's like a kid running from a six foot long ant. And you're like, well, I guess maybe I should save that kid. So you kill the ant. Kids can't die. Just don't even bother with it. Let that fucker get (laughs) eight. And so then you, you kill the ant and it unlocks what becomes a four hour story where you're trying to figure out where these ants are coming from. And then you find out that it's all relates back to this one town and you got to Somebody left somebody running. left sugar out. That's what happened. Somebody left sugar out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody and left a giant just, donut. That's it. <laughs> this, this, this is the game that, it, it, unless I count all of the times that I've played through Final Fantasy VII on multiple platforms and multiple playthroughs, but that would be playing the same game over and over again. I have sunk more unique hours into Fallout 3 than any other game. This is one where we always have the discussion best versus favorite. And I will admit that Fallout New Vegas is a better game. It's, uh, it wasn't it's, made by Bethesda. It wasn't made by Bethesda. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made by Obsidian. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a better game. Uh, Gameplay-wise, but the story of three and the the way that things progress, the world itself, the capital wasteland, is this un. It's it's a character in the game. Yeah. Knowing the capital wasteland is absolutely an integral character in the game. And I know it's Dave's number four, so he's probably got stuff to say about it too. But this this game just absolutely blew me away. I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours in fallout three and i don't regret a single one of them because all of it was so much fun to do mm-hmm. yeah all right fallout three uh wagner what, hit me with your number one man 
My number one is what I think is the most revolutionary game of all time for how we do games and expecting games, and it's Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, Before Uh, Vice City, there was no professional actors doing voice cameos and playing the characters. Now, everyone has professional actors, even if they're small actors. Um, You didn't have real soundtracks. Grand Theft Auto Vice City brought the idea of having full, period, authentic soundtracks that now we look for in any of the open world games, even your beloved Bethesda games have real songs, hacking and yeah. whacking and smacking about yeah. Butcher Pete. Um, <laughs> the, it took what three started and it perfected where it was going to go. Um, from a story standpoint, it's an amazing story. It's well-voiced. If you haven't sat and just jumped in the fake Lamborghini and drove down South Beach listening to Broken Wings at night on just a clear <laughs> night, just driving through, letting Broken Wings just play out, you haven't lived, man. Like that game. That game is great. It, I fucking love that game. It's it one of my changed, favorites. Yeah, it changed the way we looked at what makes a good game and what makes an immersive experience. And the open world is about an immersion experience by cities, the, the king of. I picked this game for what? What, did, what mountain was it that I picked this game for? Uh, PlayStation 2 games. I think you made it your number one. Yeah, PlayStation 2 games. It was my number one. Uh, I love this fucking game. It, it was fantastic. I, it's, uh, I mean, everything you mentioned, uh, Wagner, I, I can't. I, I always had the issue, and I said this in that episode. Um, I don't know if I have a very fond love for this game, I don't know if my love goes deeper for this game because I'm from Miami and it's based in Miami. Pitbull theory. Uh, it's that Pitbull theory where for a long, long time when Pitbull was first starting out down here before he was quote-unquote Mr. Worldwide, he was just known in Miami and I was a huge fan of his. And then when he became uber famous, I was like, yo, do I like Pitbull just because he's from Miami or do I like Pitbull's music and it happens to be that he's from Miami. Like, I didn't know, you know what I mean? It was like fucking Schlossinger's cat, whatever the fucking guy's name was. Uh, I was like, I don't know which is which, but um, I, I, I'm with you, man. Vice City, I fucking love that game. I love that game. I, 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 I think it's still the best one in the series. It's it's fantastic. Um, I, 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 I don't think it's the best one in the series only because of the modifications that GTA Five did with the heist. Like they or, took that to another level. I should say my favorite one in the series. Right, uh, but Vice City to it's, me, I, I can't. The, the music, the soundtrack was great. I, I mean, I'm a fucking '80s kid, dude. So that movie, that movie, that look, I, 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 I talk about it as if it's a movie. That game is so fucking good. They took, they took uh, scenes. From Scarface and they put, you know, it was really fucking. I love that game, dude. No, no, no complaints here. Vice City is the shit. No, Vice City. All right, well, great number one. Uh, my number one uh, is was tied for my favorite game of the year, and it uh, might be uh, tied for my favorite game of all time. Uh, so, uh, oh, let me fix that. So with that said, my number one is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
Um, I played this game from front to back and and fucking did everything that I could with this game. Uh, never got bored and never got routine and never got like, okay, we're doing the same fucking mission. Just doing it. It was so much fun. Um, I, you know, you could get to, you get your, you play this. I, I, I picked a dude, right? You could pick a woman, a man or a girl that end up being brothers. So you, whoever you pick, you end up seeing the other one throughout the mission, throughout the stories. Uh, but I, I, it was fucking in Greek time. You end up going to the Olympics. You end up fucking, you know, uh, participating in the Olympics, which is fan- obviously you're, you're in Rome. And so it's, it's just fucking great. Uh, I love that game for so many reasons, but the, the fact that it's so massive. And when you think you're done, you're like, no, no, there's other shit going on. I love the side missions that go on with it. Um, I love how difficult it is. I love how fun, frustrated i would get and be like oh my god like why can't i kill this motherfucker uh it was just uh, so much fun uh all the other assassins and then when you're done with like all the missions they're like oh by the way you could just go to the coliseum and start fucking and become a gladiator and just start fucking shit up over there it's like what uh so much fun so much fun i love that game so much uh there was one glitch that got fixed with a patch but because i was playing this game 95 percent of it i was playing on a, while i was on a cruise ship where i wasn't able to log in this one patch was really fucking me up uh the, this one uh glitch and then I, until i got home and then connected it and immediately it got fixed so i was like oh okay good um but i i fucking love uh odyssey i love i and i'm a big fan of assassin's creed games i haven't played every single assassin's creed game i've played a lot of assassin's creed games but not every single one um i didn't play origins which i hear was fantastic as well uh i just never got to it um but uh that's origins is the only one that i haven't played that i'm like i want to go back and play it uh a lot of these are a lot of the uh, Assassin's Creed. You talk about uh, Thespia. Stay away from Syndicate. Oh, so, Just stay- never play Syndicate. I played Syndicate. Syndicate's fine. Never play Unity. Well, that's oh, what Unity. That's- yeah, I I played Syndicate. I didn't I play I didn't play Unity. Uh, but I played Syndicate. Uh, the Syndicate was in France. Am I correct? No, uh, Unity's in France. Syndicate's in England. That's what it is. Yeah. So I played. I tried to play Unity. And the problem with it was that everything's in fucking French. Like, all the streets are in French and all the fucking house. And, like, the, where you got to go, they're all in fucking... And I'm like, I don't know what... And I'm the type of dude that when I'm reading something, if I don't understand what the fuck word you gave me, like, if it's a word for, like, a fucking a place, oh, you got to go to the house of... Like, that's what I'll read. I won't fucking take the time to learn how to actually read it. I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, you got to go to... Sh- 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 or whatever. But the problem with Unity was that everything was in French. So everything was, like... Sh- I'm like I don't know what the fuck that means, so I don't know where I gotta go now. Um, but uh, I I loved fucking Odyssey. I I enjoyed Odyssey more so than I did. Uh, I forget which one was for the the American Revolution. That one was dope too. I enjoyed that one. Four, three, four was Black Flag. Black, yeah, yeah. But I'm my thing with Odyssey. I re- I liked it. I played it all the way through, but it's almost too much. Like the world, I think, could have been taken down by 25% in size and it would have been better. There was just too much shit. Yeah. And it was everything, it was too much spaced out stuff. We were talking about like the Red Dead situation of having to go like forever between things. Man, you would do some traversal in that game. 
Yeah, like, I got to take the boat over here to this island. Yeah, yeah, but you could do the fast go back pass. Over here. You could do the fast pass shit, shit where you're like, if you you've can been... fast pass in um in Red Dead. Yeah, but you have to have fucking gone there. Like now, I gotta go there first. Like, it's a whole <laughs> fucking thing. And then you gotta pay. And then here's the thing: when you do it on Red Dead, you gotta pay money. So you fucking oh yeah. you could do a fast pass but you got to pay money. I'm like no, I want to use my magical powers and just magically end up in this fucking place. I don't want to just <laughs> fucking actually pay money. But I get what you're saying, Wagner. As far as it being too big, I was gonna say the same thing. Like you felt about Odyssey this the way I felt about uh, Red Dead Two. Like that's I I get it. I it's a we're not knocking the game. You're just saying that you would have wanted a little bit less. Same thing. I feel that's exactly how I feel about Red Dead. You just said it better than I did. Um yeah, you just I wanted a little bit less of it so i get you I odyssey you. is like the only one i haven't played and it's on that essential sale right now i think so i need good. to I dude it's so it fucking uh uh jeff hey, jeff good. loaned like, it to yeah, me like jeff loaned it to me before he finished it because he something else he got uh, there's a new game or i think it was spider-man or what, for whatever else came out soon after that he started playing that so he lent me odyssey and i i gave it back to him like a week ago some shit like that like it was just like it was he was like hey do you still have odyssey and i was like oh you remembered okay cool yeah i guess i'll give it back to you uh but i fucking love that game dude yeah it's great it's fantastic but um that's it so the number ones we have uh for the number ones we have uh, elder scrolls uh uh morrowind did i, print, did I say that all right Fallout 3, uh, Fallout 3, GTA Vice City, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So we had two duplicates that make the final mountain, which are uh, Batman Arkham Knight and Fallout 3. So anybody else want to uh, recommend or uh, nominate another like, for the final mountain? I, I really do think that if you look at it as the best, and the Vice City has to be on that list at either one or two. Like it is, I was saying before, it revolutionized the video game genre. It took everything that we talked about with Assassin's Creed, with Fallout 3, with Morrowind, anything that came after, there are pieces of Vice City in all of those. Yeah, it was back in two thousand. It was released in two thousand two. Uh, I don't have a problem. I I love Vice City. It was my number one PS two game uh, for that mountain. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I won't argue it. Uh, so yeah, right, so let's go with GTA G T A. I know I had it on my mountain too. I can't remember. It wasn't one. I know you tabled it. Uh, all right. So, uh, what? Any pick for the last one, the Bono? You have any thoughts or ideas about the last one? Um, I think that uh, I think that. Um, Wagner made a really good point about World of Warcraft and while it is an MMORPG I mean it is just this entire world that you can get together with your friends yes, that you can get together with your friends and, and go explore and at no point is it ever on any sort of rails or anything like that you just go do what's best for what your crew is trying to do and it was open it was open in the fact that it was more than just open in, in that map. It was open in the fact that you were interacting with other people and there were auction houses and 
you were you were interacting with people from all over the actual world. I'm sold, uh, brother. You don't got to keep selling me. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I've never played a minute of World of Warcraft. Again, I was always too poor to fucking be uh, paying subscription-based I've games. Played it, I've played it a couple times, and they've been like, here, play it for a month for free, and then well, maybe we'll keep charging you, and I've just always remembered to cancel it. All right. Uh, so, but I'm in. <laughs> I, I second that motion. Uh, so, all right. So, we have uh, Batman uh, Arkham Knight, Fallout 3, uh, GTA Vice City, and World of Warcraft. That's our final mountain. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming and checking us out. Uh, Wagner, appreciate you coming by and helping us out. Uh, and uh, it was did I win? I got two. I got one and two. Uh, we don't rank. We don't rank the final mountain. But uh, okay, got, but I got two on there. Yeah, yeah. So did I. Uh, so, the kid's back. Yeah. All right. He's got one and two. Oh yeah, but care if you don't rank them. I'm ranking them. All right. I'm ranking them. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, if you're ranking them, then Batman, uh, Arkham Knight is ranked erroneous. Is wrong. Is is wrong. <laughs> that's one because erroneous. It was the one that was double. It was the the one that was duplicated, and it was higher picked at the at the duplicate level. So that would have to be number one. All right. Uh, uh, well, by, by that argument, by that uh, argument, uh, three. What happened? Yeah, one. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I stand corrected. Fallout Three is number one, and Batman uh, Arkham Knight is number two. You're right. Not that we do this well, anyways. No. We don't fucking rank the final mountains. That's dumb. We don't rank the fucking mountain in the Mount Rushmore. We don't fucking go to Mount Rushmore and be like, look at fucking look at uh, look at Washington. He's number one right there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm pretty sure that at one point this uh, summer, ESPN probably had first takes doing rank rank the faces on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, there was fucking nothing. Else to do, no, they do that every summer. Nothing else to talk about. Just Stephen A. Smith. Allow me to pontificate on George uh, Washington. So make sure you guys check out the rest of the podcast on the Geekbook Network, including the What's Good. Uh, I'm sorry, the What You Got podcast. Uh, that is by, from uh, our boy the uh, Bono. There, uh, you can find at geekbro.net. Find the other podcasts on there, including the What's Up Bro podcast and the soon to be coming seasons a TV podcast. I swear to God, it's happening, people. We've been talking about it for three years, but it's fucking happening. Uh, so uh, make sure you guys check that out. Better let me tell you. Uh, and uh, Mama's are low, so just go to geekbro.net. Check out all the podcasts. Wagner, appreciate the help. Uh, Thank you for coming in, uh, Dave no and uh, and the Bono. You guys have been great. Thank you very much. Uh, that's how lists are made. <laughs>